0: You're listening to the FYI podcast. Hey guys, it's Josiah, and before we dive into today's episode, the end of 2023, Fast Upon Us, would you consider a year-end gift of any size to the ministry of young adults today? We exist to reach young adults for Christ and to train leaders and churches to do the same. You can click the link in the show notes or visit youngadults.today/slash give to learn more and to make a year-end contribution thanks so much for your consideration here's for today's episode you're listening to the fyi podcast where we talk about your life and faith theology relationships finances adulting i'm josiah Keneally.
1: and i'm Micah cannelly we are your hosts and we are so thrilled that you have been submitting questions to the fyi podcast you've been direct messaging us and we love to unpack what you are asking so happy friday everybody we hope that we can help you end your week strong and begin your weekend even stronger let's
0: go let's go this is awesome we'd appreciate your help with a quick favor and that's wherever you're listening or streaming could you stop make sure you're subscribed and leave us a rating. Feel free to share this content and message with others. We know that if they're a young adult, they're going to find it helpful in their journey mm-hmm. of life towards Christ in their 20s and 30s. And babe, kick it to today's verse of the day.
1: Oh, here we go. The verse of the day is Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. This it verse. says this, be very careful then how you live, not as wise not as unwise, but as wise, making go. the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Ooh, there's a lot of wisdom in that verse to be wise and to surround yourself with wise counsel and to not be foolish,
0: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Dead on. I think that today we are unpacking the question, mm-hmm. how do I make big decisions. You know, how do I process choices? And those choices don't slow down. They don't stop. Right. So Micah sometimes calls it extreme adulting. Um, And, and we're going to unpack the question came in biblical, biblically speaking, how do we process major decisions as Christ followers? And a few examples, it's certainly not limited. But last week, we talked about relationships mm-hmm. towards marriage. Mm-hmm. That would be a pretty big Pretty big decision. Yeah. Um, jobs, changes, um, career changes, cross-country moves, finding a church, choosing mm-hmm. a college, figuring out and discerning mm-hmm. what friendships to invest in. These right. are all a ton of the decisions that I mean, we we really do need to make mm-hmm. and choose and decide and to live wisely. Right. In accordance with God's will, that's certainly the goal.
1: Yeah, that's definitely the goal. And I think just even keeping in mind, just even that Bible verse, what it says, be very careful then how you live. So we're talking about just everyday living because every decision that we choose to make is going to affect our future selves, good or bad, right? Healthy or unhealthy, wise or unwise, foolish or foolishness.
0: The word I get there. It's the
1: opposite of foolishness. Wisdom. Just wise. I thought it made something else. The
0: word I get there is actually intentionality. Oh, yeah. I wonder if the message translation or something like that, if any of them say, be intentional about the decisions you make.
1: That's good. And I think if you're a listener and you're a believer who's listening and tuning in today, I think the one thing that we can begin any and all things with is prayer. Let's be prayerful about these big decisions that um, we are making because like Josiah said, the big decisions don't go away. Extreme adulting is, not just what school am I going to go to? Not just where am I going to work? It's, do I buy this house? Can I afford that car? Oh, the sprinklers, there's a break in the sprinkler line. The hot water heater went out. Our, our furnace went out. Do we buy a new one? Well, yeah. If you want to take a shower or you want to prevent some water damage, like even just those things. And I'm not even just pray whether or not you get a water heater or anything like that. But what I'm saying is when you're making those big life decisions, those pivotal moments where you go left or right. Praying, bathing them in prayer, taking it to the Lord in prayer, having other people pray for you and alongside you and over you is essential because if, Mm -hmm. if we're not praying and we're not surrounding ourselves with people who are praying for us in those decision-making processes, what we're saying is we're doing life alone. We're hoping that we're just going to make the best decision and life is going to be awesome. And there are sometimes those decisions where God does and will let us choose Left or right, like I'll bless you if you go this way, and I'll bless you if you go that way. And there's other times where it's very black and white, where it's like this is clearly not the decision I should be making. So, and this clearly is. So, even just bathing everything um, in prayer, essentially, and taking it to the Lord is one of the first steps that we can take when we're making those big decisions. Yeah.
0: The second is to think one step ahead. So, mm-hmm. whatever decision that you're making, um, or praying about as you're processing, thinking one step ahead. So I'm going to move to this city and what's the next step? I'm going to think about taking this job. And I think that thinking one step ahead, here's where I learned this. Hmm. We have a friend named Micah Mack and Micah Mack travels for a living. He's a evangelist and pastor who literally doesn't have one church of his own. He travels and preaches to tens of thousands of students and young Mm -hmm. people, teenagers and young adults every year. And I've had the opportunity to serve on his board for a number of years of his ministry, of his nonprofit, and also to travel with to a few of the events in a few of the states. And when you're with (laughs) them,
1: I would say buckle up, but you can't be strapped down. So you can't get your running shoes on. That's better.
0: (laughs) Get ready because you're going places. And I learned this with him. I've learned how to travel so efficiently Mm -hmm. because of the amount he flies. Well, he has clear or TSA pre-check. So he doesn't have to wait in long lines there. Mm -hmm. And then he's earned the opportunity to go, you know, and, and a lot of times he doesn't, travel with a bag he just checks he doesn't check a bag he just only uses a carry-on it saves like 10 or 15 minutes and then so we land and you're in a new city so your next job is to either go to baggage claim or go to the car rental facility and then Mm -hmm. after that it's plug in the hotel then it's job number one is eat and and he he likes in and out and a lot of the places maybe if it's closer via coast you're gonna get some cheeseburgers and um But I I think that what I learned from Micah Mack about that is to think Mm -hmm. one step ahead. Right. And I think it's so easy when we're to get kind of tunnel vision.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure.
0: And and so the picture that I get is like we're all consumed by this dating relationship. Should I date her? Should I date her? Should I date her? Okay, now we're dating. Should I buy the ring? Should I buy the ring? How should I propose? When are we getting married? And you forget like who's gonna be by your side on your wedding day and for Mm -hmm. a lifetime in your community.
1: There's other people in
0: the story. (laughs) There's other people in the story and and you got the girl, but okay, what else? And and I just use that as the example of how easy it is for me Mm -hmm. to get tunnel vision or hyper focus when we serve a God who helps us to look up Mm -hmm. to the hills where does our help come from it comes from the lord the maker of heaven and earth and i think that just thinking one step ahead and another way to say this is Mm -hmm. then what right so if i make this decision then what right and um i think that it's so 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 good
1: yeah and i think the third one is seeking wise counsel is a major theme that we see throughout proverbs um and throughout the totality of Scripture, essentially, people had were discipled. They were mentored. They came alongside. They were, um, was it predecessors? Yeah. They were. I don't know. They had all these different roles and situations where they were. They were learning a craft. They were honing that craft. And the the, the life skills that you're trying to hone and craft right now are decision making mm-hmm. processes in this form of living called adulting. Mm -hmm. And so the the next 12 years, um, between 18 and 30, we feel that you have some very pivotal decisions that can have an opportunity to be in front of wise counsel that can be read through scripture that you can read not only Proverbs, but Psalms, there's some promises, there's some provision, there's direction, there's Um, just an opportunity for our heart to be overwhelmed by the goodness of God and everything. So just really recognizing that there are people that want to be invited into your life, into your decision-making process. Maybe that you have not yet even met. Maybe they're family members who love you and their parents who become friends throughout the years. That's good. Maybe they're pastors or mentors or teachers that you know and trust that have your spirituality and your journey with jesus at the forefront of their mind saying asking hard questions calling out good things calling out things where they're like are you sure you should be with that person? Are you ready for a cross country move when you haven't done X, Y, and Z? Maybe you should finish your education and take those last four classes and make sure that you have that four-year degree before you step into something. Yeah, you could do or can do now, but what more can you learn before you get there? So I think it's just filtering our thoughts, our dreams, our aspirations through other forms of people And not making every decision contingent on whether somebody approves or disapproves. But it's a form of sharing our life, essentially. Not to say, should I do this or shouldn't I do this, Josiah? Yes or no. It's saying, hey, I'm really wrestling with this particular thing in this season of my life. Do you have any insight? Like, here are my options. I'm trying to weigh through them. You've been praying for me. I've been reading the word of God. And I'm just looking for somebody just to impart some wisdom. You've done this um thing called living debt-free how do i get there so sometimes it's even just asking
0: the right question the right
1: question or recognizing somebody is where you want to be someday um you don't want to beat them you might want to be successful in that portion of their life so you're just asking those big questions do i rent buy lease or own my my first home well if you're 21 and you don't have the means to do it you're probably not going to qualify to buy a house. So maybe you should rent and you only want to be here for two more years. Don't tie yourself down to something that you're going to have to pay off, you know? So even as having those people that can share their some of their flaws or their mistakes Mm -hmm. because we can learn from other people's mistakes, right? It would be like, I advise you don't do X, Y, and Z like I did. Don't file bankruptcy. Don't get into debt, whatever it is. So I think having those people around us is important as well. What would you say to
0: that? Sure. Oh my gosh. We've been talking here on the FYI podcast today on how as Christ followers, biblically speaking, can we process major decisions Mm -hmm. and we want to help you in your life of adulting, it's it's nonstop. The call is to live wisely mm-hmm. as Paul's instructing us through Ephesians. And we've talked about, mm-hmm. I was talking about prayerful decisions, seeking wise counsel. Right. I had talked about thinking one step ahead. Mm-hmm. And the fourth thing, before we ask you a few questions to, to reflect on, the fourth thing is to reverse engineer your life. Mm-hmm. And here's what I mean, right. beginning with the end in mind, we want you to reverse engineer your life. Think of eternity when all is said and done, what do you want to be said and done? Mm-hmm. And then working backwards. Mm-hmm. And where I get this concept is I was in a preaching class called mm-hmm. homiletics with Dr. Nate Roosh. He taught at North Central University in my undergrad and since has become a friend and a mentor. And But Nate, uh, he had us. Preach our messages. And he encouraged us to write our messages backwards Mm -hmm. so we would know where we're going. That's good. And he he said like, look, if your sermon is um, uh, cloudy in the pulpit, it ain't going to resonate with the congregation out there.
1: It's almost not like getting that. Being a pilot in an airplane, knowing where you're going to go, but how and what, like, what route do we need to get there? Yeah. So if you can't get people there on the plane they don't know where they're going because you don't know where you're going. We're in trouble, right?
0: Exactly. <laughs> what I'm saying is I think that making the best decisions is thinking with God's glory, mm-hmm. people's benefit. Eternity is our mindset. Heaven's our home. Yeah. And along the way, that's the destination. Mm-hmm. So almost like rolling out the carpet. We're gonna get carpet and we're rolling it out backwards Mm -hmm. to see how do we reverse engineer this life in a way that we make decisions. And I think that this helps you map out the outcomes as far as you can. And what I would say this could look like is so often people take the first job that's offered to them Mm -hmm. without really thinking much about a career path Mm, and a career plan. And I'll give you an example. A lot of our friends work at churches and ministry, and, and sometimes it's actually the call of God, and you're going to be here for a few years, and then you're going to go there. And God leads us that way. Right. But as far as making decisions that are wise, mm-hmm. I think one of the things to think about is beyond just this Friday's paycheck and beyond this month's mortgage to say, no, 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 I'm going to work at this fast growing, young, new church plant.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they don't have a lot of staff, so I'm going to really get to sink my teeth into some ministry. And as we grow, and as we reach more people for the glory of God, and as we equip the saints for the work of the ministry, what I'm actually going to be able to do is I'm going to be able to move forward and Mm -hmm. hire other staff and advance and grow God's kingdom and increase my leadership capacity and ability for the maximization of Mm -hmm. God's glory and our giftings in the process. So maybe it's you work for a Silicon Valley moonshot tech startup, and you chose that because you see career advancement opportunities, or you do move to another city, but you don't just move to the first city that calls and you don't just move there. You think, okay, when I get there, the next step is I'm really going to be praying about checking out a few of the local churches. I'm going to see if any of the pastors or people plugged into my community right now, if they know anyone in Wyoming Mm
1: -hmm. or
0: in Montana and to see about, man, do they know Pastor Levi Lusco at Fresh Life Church? And could they make an introduction or could we get connected? And Mm -hmm. part of the serve team, part of the small groups Mm -hmm. out there, because I just think that that's wisdom is whether it's, you know, yeah, a career could take you across the country But are you lonely and isolated in the process?
1: Well, I think, well, even in the Bible, they have that story when they're scouting the land, they send the people out to scout the land before they get there. So if there is a such as a cross country move, would you ever go to the city, see the job site, check out some churches and ask them to fly you out there for a weekend just to get to see the staff, get to meet everybody, get to do whatever. And then while you're there, you see how your life could potentially be or grow into that that role. I mean, you don't, I would say, I maybe only me. Most people check out a college before they just show up at the university. I did that once. Yes. When I was in Bismarck, but then I, when I moved here, I didn't even check out the university. I enrolled. I've said, I'm going here, blah, blah, blah. But most people do scout out where they're going to go, what that's going to look like. What is the layout? What is, what's the layout of the land? What's mm-hmm. the campus look like? Or if you're called into um, a certain field or career, most people, at least it was heavily thrusted upon us as millennials, go job shadow somebody, go yeah. follow somebody and just ask if you can follow them around for four to eight hours one day, just mm-hmm. to see what they do. Like, is that really what you want to do? So I think late, like even biblically speaking, they would scout the land. They would check the layout of the land. So I think that's one fun approach, just to tackle a little yes. onto
0: your point. But yes, and amen. And I guess if I were to go into overtime and Ooh, overtime, one, is, yeah it's off script i'm just thinking this week about you know the tv show friends mm-hmm. and i'm thinking of matthew perry who recently passed away it, it played chandler being this mm-hmm. iconic comedic actor in the iconic, unforgettable, unforgettable in show of, of, <laughs> of friends and i i did a little bit of a deep dive into the study haven't read his memoir yet but I was studying like, who was he? Mm-hmm. I don't think he ever married. I don't think he had children of his own, but his parents were actually still living. He was only 54 years old mm-hmm. when he passed. And I just think of like along his journey, I, I stumbled across two quotes. One of them, he had just talked about being 25 years old. The show was a sitcom hit and it, blew everyone's imaginations and overnight they were thrust into the spotlight just from the pilot I think it was from the pilot and he had more money and more popularity than ever and he was more unhappy than ever Mm -hmm. I think he spent somewhere in the neighborhood of seven million dollars on sobriety efforts throughout his course of life Mm -hmm. and I just I where I'm going with all of this is I mean, you could really do a case study of all six of those friends, both on the screen and off the screen of, of the real lives of the actors who it represents. But mm-hmm. I think that if there was a message, I think you need to decide one mm-hmm. of the most dis- important decisions is what matters most in your life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Along yeah. with what matters most, what do you want in your life? This is what life coaches mm-hmm. and have been really tremendously privileged that I've had some life coaches work with me on some life planning and career mapping and all of these different things and reverse engineering your life. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But in the, in the thought of that, I think those important decisions to make are what's most important in your life. Cause then you're able to live your short time here on earth for what matters most. Mm -hmm. And I think then when you can discover with that lens of eternity, knowing mm-hmm. heaven's our home and God's glory is our desire, right? what do you really want in life? And that will help guide and steer, I think, a lot of even the most complicated of decisions.
1: Yeah. And I think your priorities will change depending mm-hmm. on what season you're in. For sure. So marriage, children become a different form of priority, just the way you think and process. But yeah, that's great. And we're just going to end with a couple of questions that maybe you want to ask yourself or begin asking yourself. And I think I have four of them right here.
0: These would be great too. If you are dating someone, yeah. talk about these. If yeah. you have a small group or a roommate, Um, bring mm-hmm. these four. They're going to be in the show notes today, right. both on YouTube and in the show notes, wherever you're streaming the podcast, but Break those questions down.
1: Well, I think just going back to the original question was, biblically speaking, how do we process major decisions as Christ followers? And I think one thing that is always a unique tension throughout your 20s, I think, because you're trying to prove yourself in your 20s. Like, that's just that's just what it is. You're trying to prove yourself. So I think the first question is, am I seeking man's approval or God's approval? hmm Um, Just really ironing that out and being honest with yourself, because I think we've all been there or we can all get there, like totally seeking the approval of man. Why wouldn't I, you know, or the affirmations of man over the, you know, the obedient steps of Christ that he's been downloading to you. So the second one is how will this impact my future self?
0: It's that whole, like, what would my future self thank me for? Like, I've seen that mean, like Mm -hmm. do something today that your future self will thank you for. Like, that's what you're saying. Oh,
1: for sure. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Uh, And then then three is who am I becoming? Take a personal inventory. Who am I in this very moment? Who was I last year, 10 years ago? And what is God still trying to work in and through me? Like, who do I, I'm on the journey. We're all becoming something like some form of ourselves and something is, you know, wanting to break through in our life, but who are we becoming in the process of life?
0: And one thing that Andy Stanley has said, he he wrote a book called the best question ever. Hmm. And it was just that in light of my, he asked the question, the best question ever in light of my past experiences and in light of my future hopes and dreams, what's the wise, wisest thing for me to do today? Who might be coming? Who so who might be
1: coming? Yeah. And number four is what other area of my life does this impact and what follow-up am I going to need to do this? And with this last one, like what other areas of my life does this impact like if you're taking a cross country move, that's gonna affect not only your physical proximity of where you live, mm. but it's where you're gonna go to church. It's your community of friends, it's where you're gonna shop for your groceries. I mean, it targets a target, yes, but it's in a whole different state. Um, or wherever you like to shop, or whatever you like to get your groceries or whatever, but really realizing like every decision we make does affect us in some way or another. And then what follow-up am I going to need to do this? I think. When we do leave, uh, we keep using the example of leaving because many of you young adults who are tuning in have done some form of a move. You're coming here, you're going there, here, there for a couple of years for school. So you're on the road in some ways or you've changed addresses. And I think with this one is more or less like how are you going to steward the relationships that you already had? Because some of the best friends that I've ever met in my entire life that I would consider lifelong friends for 20 plus years are still back in my home state. I am still in contact with a handful of friends that when I go meet with them in person, one or two, maybe three times a year if we're lucky, I can, not that I revert back to my old self by any means, we pick up our friendship exactly where it is and nothing's changed. Like there's just a kindred fun spirit and Josiah has been able to be a part of that. And I hope that he feels like there's some of his people too. But when we pick up and move or we get called out and up, like who are we staying connected to? And what does that look like? Do we leave a job better than we found it? Do we leave people better than we found them? Like how do we live and leave a legacy that is beyond the side of eternity? Like that's going to impact, you know, us in heaven that's going to impact you know what is going to continue to live on after we're long gone so that's friendships that's relationships that's pointing people to christ hopefully there's some of that in every single one of our lives as believers so just four questions to ask ourselves as we're making those big decisions in life um we're all going to be there we all have decisions right
0: it's so good and if you have a question Um, it could be processing decisions or a decision that you're up against and you want biblical counsel and community to come alongside you. That's our heart. Your questions are welcome. They're wanted. They Mm -hmm. matter. Doubt isn't a deal breaker. Wrestling isn't wrong. Your questions are invited and you're at home here right on the FYI podcast.